Hi, you guys. This is Richard Sachs, your host on Lost Arts Radio, and this is Lost Arts Radio Live for Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Although the year is being used up very fast, it was just January a few minutes ago, in my opinion, and it's moving really faster and faster. So we get a show tonight that's a treat for me because we have our friend Celeste Solom back, who's a former insider at FEMA, who's very good at uh, interpreting both documents and world events and seeing what's coming up in the near future and the meaning of what's happened recently. So we get to talk about that uh, for a short time with you this afternoon. And uh, welcome, Celeste. I'm really happy that you're here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks, Richard. Um, So it's been a little while since you were here last time, and there are some developments happening. Um, I'm not going to, you know, be totally cynical and pessimistic, but realistically, the escalation of tyranny is accelerating considerably. And it seems like for some reason they've chosen uh, places like New Zealand and Australia to be the first beta test uh, of certain protocols that they're planning to move closer and closer to the U.S. and then use them here. Recently also, um, there have been some really major developments in the Canadian uh, tightening of the noose. And I saw on video a a parliamentary meeting that I'm sure you saw where somebody was asking the question about the concentration camps that they were, I mean the uh, isolation camps that they were building. Nothing similar, of course. And they have requests for proposals out, and they have had for a couple of weeks, I guess, for contractors to build those camps all over the country. And um, the member of parliament was actually willing to ask a question about it which I guess takes incredible courage. And he stood up and said, how many people are you going to put in the camps? And obviously it's not just for um, the horrible pandemic that we're experiencing, but for an undisclosed number of other purposes too. And would you specify more? And they said, uh, they cut off his mic and said, next question, which was pretty interesting. So there's some things developing there too. I guess Canada's a little bit ahead of us. But it's getting more and more challenging to say what's really going on on the air because people tend to disappear. And I think most of them are still physically alive, but they're not not present on major internet platforms anymore. And I don't know how to say nothing and be accurate at the same time. I'm still working on that. So what do you think? I think, I think the secret is you just have to find the right platforms because there is still some freedom, but it's not the general free platforms that most of the viewers are used to. There are private platforms like your platform and my platform, and um, uh, let's see, Mike Adams has a private platform. So those are the platforms that pretty much you can talk about anything uncensored, at least at this point. We don't when they're going to pull the plug on that. But at least for now, we can pretty much speak our mind and um, and tell what's going on. And I I don't think that we, I don't think <clears throat> I had this experience before, like the last time we spoke. So I went um, a few weeks ago on my run to Missoula. Of course, you know that I was banned from the health food store, but then I'm banned from all stores and I can't even call management 
because they put my name in the database and it is as if I ring all these stores and they don't ever answer. So they've got a blocker on, you know, for me to contact anybody and complain or anything. But when I was down there, I was going by a mortuary and I found that this was really kind of interesting because all we hear about is the particulates in the air, uh, the humans are causing all this environmental climate change in this. And out of this mortuary, and I want you to know, I don't live in the city, but I do visit the city frequently because that's where I have to get supplies. Mm-hmm. There was a smokestack of burning bodies. They were burning bodies, and it was just billowing like industrial size burning facility. This was not one body. This was many bodies that they were burning and it was just big this big huge industrial I don't know what you call those things shafts or um, I don't know what you call them anyway and it was billowing up into the air black 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 smoke and this was at the mortuary you're talking about yes it was at the mortuary but this was huge it was a huge stack and it was huge and it just kept going and and billowing and filling the air and I just thought that that they're burning a lot of bodies in so there. Where do, you, where do you think they came from? I don't know you know it's been all quiet on the western communist front or socialist mm. sorry socialist mm. yeah. front in yeah. Missoula you know you don't get much news there Right. right. you just have to ask questions in your mind and document at this point i would suggest that every person do several things um have a body camera or a phone that you know how to tape a conversation if somebody comes to your door if you have an encounter you need to have some type of recording device Mm -hmm. and because many people are not uh, officials are not giving their names you want to get their faces so that um, if you needed to there would be some some way of doing that Um, I've mentioned my public servant questionnaire if you can get them to do that I would deadbolt your house if you have a deadbolt lock I would do that now Um, If you have any possibility of surveillance equipment, like cameras and that type of thing, make make sure they're charged up um, and make sure that they're in working order. And if you don't have one, consider even investing in an inexpensive surveillance, even if it's just your front door, so that you know uh, who is at the front door without you opening that front door. Um, I would not answer any surveys right now um, because I think they're mining information and you really don't know where the answers are going. So I would be really leery of that. You're talking about surveys about your opinions on things and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and they can be quite personal. They can, if it's the uh, American survey that's associated with the census, um, they can ask who's sexually active, what's the vaccination status, what's, wow. uh, what are the ages of your children, and what where is their location in your house? 
Uh, they also want that for um, the fire departments have been told that you really should do file your emergency plan, who's where in your house and where things are in your house in case of a disaster. So um, these are mining operations and only like a rock would give them that. But I'm just letting people know that it's not benevolent. Have they been asking that where you live too at your house? Yes. As so they go fact, all the way out in the country to do that. Well, the census, FEMA teamed up with the census. Uh -huh. And I got this, like two weeks ago, I got got this bang, bang, bang. I have a bear door because I have grizzly, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and they come up on the door. And so because there was this, I could discern this anger, you know, I didn't answer the door. And so I said, who is it? And he goes, it's the census guy, and I want to get you off the rolls. And I said, one. And he he goes, all right. He goes, how old are you? And I said, that's none of your business, how old I am. <laughs> and I said, all I have to do is enumerate one. And he, he went off in a huff. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I didn't have to answer what my age is. But what often what these census people will do is go to your neighbors and start asking personal questions about, you know, oh, do they have somebody over there? You know, they get chit chatty or whatever and um, they get as much information. And in the old days, that was good. I mean, I've I've done genealogy on my family and I found out all sorts of interesting things. But we live in a very dangerous time, and it's mm -hmm. not safe or wise to give out any information at all, except to your close friends. Right, exactly. And what about the, um, I guess the next st stage of that is the testing, right? The roving testing. Um, I, I, uh, the testing, actually you can get test kits at uh, Costco now. Uh -huh. And um, that I believe that they have begun rolling out the vaccination. I do believe that it's stealth at this point because they know that the people are not on board. So mm -hmm. what they're going to do is give a large number of vaccinations and then say, oh, see, it's safe. Well, right. you know, we'll have to take their word for it. And they'll have said, oh, but we've been doing this for a month. So and there hasn't been any problems whatsoever. And so, whoever died from the vaccines actually died from other things anyway. Right, right. A reverse of the COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were about to die, so they can't be included. Yes. What about contact tracing? Do you know anything about what's developing with that? So um, I had a guest on that maybe you could have on that works in public health. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he has to be anonymous, of course. Right. And he actually had some pretty good tips. And when if somebody calls you with contract tracing, if you've been pinged mm -hmm. and they say, um, you, and they start asking you questions like, do you have a fever or this or that? You can say either I don't remember, you have the right to say I don't recall or I don't know, or, and you can also say, and I thought this was very interesting, I don't feel safe answering that question. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That would turn their own program on them, right? Yes. Because and so he anybody, anybody who makes somebody else feel uncomfortable is guilty of 
major crimes at this point anyway. Yes, absolutely. So that was his recommendation, and I thought it was excellent to just say whatever question they say. I don't really feel safe answering that question. It's better, because if you say I don't remember, you may not be aware of this, but amnesia is one of the big symptoms of COVID. Oh, I know. I know. Yes. Anyway, interesting. And um, it's all complicated by the fact that there's no test for for the virus. You know, I think that's the one thing that if it ever got out, would have an impact. Yeah, it, it was amazing because those tests at Costco run, I think it's 159 to $350 per test. Yeah. And you don't even know what they're testing for. Well, actually, it goes into the quantum computer, and right. then they have all your personal information. And you should do it again every time you have contact with a person, right? Because absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They want children to have it every day. So So that's not bad, $300 a day. No. In fact, if you get a good new job as a contact tracer or something like that, you could pay for it. Yes. Maybe they get theirs for free. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's true. One of the perks of the job. So, hmm, what do you expect to be the next sign? And and oh, well, before you say that, what do you what do you think about this uh, development that I mentioned in Canada, where they're taking proposals to build all these camps all over the whole country? I guess they don't have the FEMA camps there yet, so they need new ones. Yeah, but they can do conversions. Um, I personally think that it is a... I saw this once after... In between Hurricane Katrina and the hurricane afterwards that hit Texas, Mm -hmm. there was this big uh, thing. Um, It was when Homeland Security first came into being, and they said... um, Well, FEMA said, well, we we couldn't do respond because we gave all of our money and supplies to the new DHS Mm. and that's why they couldn't respond and it was just this thing of you know this this type of thing to Uh get money and I believe that they have this the plans for conversion projects it's been that way for decades to turn these big box buildings into holding no they're public reception centers yeah reception centers and some of them could be fun camps though right well yeah they're fun because it's just like soylent green they show you the movie and you're ushered into the next life you know Yeah. yeah exactly it's really exciting so it's hard to believe that they haven't figured out that they needed to build the camps in Canada yet, that they're just now thinking about it. That seems... No, I, I think that it's just a um, Rob Peter to pay Paul. It's it's a money thing. Okay. So I do believe that they do have the camps, and I'm getting reports about troops, lots of heavy troop movement, um, Chinese troop movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect some Muslim activity also. So... It things are heating up, you know, whether that will boil down into the United States from Canada or if this is just specifically for Canadians. I'm really right. not sure. Yeah, and this is all, of course, co- corresponding with the period leading up to the election in the U.S. too, right? It's a big part of it, it seems like. Yeah. And I, the period after it as well. Yeah, it's... It's interesting, I'll tell you, um, that, and we've got this big weather front 
this cold weather. And what a lot of people may not realize is that cold, dry weather precipitates pneumonia. And then, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to oh, say, perfect. oh, COVID, COVID. Right, but they've right. known for decades that a cold what weather like this, cold and dry, is um, make a lot of people get pneumonia. So. so this would be officially the third wave? Have we finished the second wave yet? No, because we have to have the official lockdown. And we haven't had the lockdown so there hasn't really been the second wave. No, it's brewing right now. Okay. Can't you, you, if you, I mean, I know you probably don't have time in your busy schedule to look at all the mainstream headlines, but <laughs> all the, the cases are spiking. The cases are terrifying, I know. They're just shooting up like fireworks, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially in the places where people try to get together to like sing songs in church or things like that. Those are super spreader events and anything talking about protesting the lockdown that tends to spread COVID really fast. And now, and now they're, but they are starting to shut schools down because you know, that's where people go to vote. Oh, that's right. That's right. So more people need to do the mail in basically. And it also opens up buildings to be used for other things like you're saying. Yeah. So what do you expect between, let's see, we're giving this on the 24th and the election is on the 3rd, right? So 31 days in October, we've got something around 10 days left, 10 or 11 days. So I've, um, I only have one trip left to the city, but pretty much I've got everything that I need. I am going to be doubling my house and when I go out for any reason, I am going to be carrying Yeah. It just isn't safe to not, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and of course, the main safety procedure is avoid the worst places if you can, right? Just stay away from them. Well, I hear even in our town, I went to pick up some mail the other day. And I mean, I live in the wilderness and there yeah. is no town here. And um, so the postmistress whispered to me and she said, I said, it said, well, I, I'll just hunker down here, but it's pretty quiet here. This is, you know, the Swan Valley. It's a vacation yeah. destination. And right. she leaned over and she goes, oh, you should see what's happening at the bars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you get into a political discussion at the bars, it, it's a free-for-all because this is the Wild West, you know. Okay, okay. I thought maybe she saw a person without a mask or something like that. No, this is a political discussion. okay. So what's the mask situation like where you are? Oh, it's, I can't go anywhere. I, I'm i at the point that I am having to go 100% uh, online. And I know that that's temporary for only a few weeks. They probably want to get my Christmas money or whatever. Right. And then um, I will be cut off because it won't be safe because I'm not compliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when you... Uh When you get cut off from online things for not being compliant, how does that work? How do they find out? So it depends if the vaccine is deployed or not. So back Mm -hmm. in 2006, about there was a military um, exercise and, and I was forensically documenting things even back then. And they actually could tell if you were vaccinated, because they have markers, they have tags, it's, mm-hmm. it's a particular dye that they use, and they can tell from satellites or drones. So you 
in the comfort of your home and you're with your slippers on and you're um, watching Netflix and uh, they can tell who's vaccinated and who's not and how many people to bring to for enforcement purposes. Wow. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like a very good omen for the future. I mean, on the face of it, really. Um, Jeff, Jeff Berwick, who's banned, I think, from a lot of the major platforms now, had a really good video, maybe one of his, well, one of his very recent ones, talking about the Canadian situation that I mentioned, but also saying that um, further explanation about that is that people would get to go live in the uh, isolation centers or the fun camps if they didn't comply and they just live there indefinitely. Well, no, that's only for a couple of weeks and uh, while you're processed and they find room for you in the, in the uh, smoky bed or something. Right, right. right. Um, because it, that, or actually, I was actually looking at something and a terrible, terrible thought, but sometimes you wonder if things come across your path for a reason. So there's three humane ways to kill somebody gassing is one um and get paid for it um and that's important these days uh for those that are in that business um uh, the guillotine and then um sticking somebody with a sharp object which is a needle Mm. Uh, that is considered humane also but what i was looking at is so I get this thing in the in my email from academia that talked about the decapitation process by the Aztec Indians and that, you know, a lot of people have said, just march me up to the guillotine. I'm not taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're brave for that. But what I saw today was blood curdling because they flay your body. And I'm wondering if this is what they're going to do. And they do this mask ritual where they take your face mm-hmm. and remove it before you get your um, before you're guillotined. So it was pretty gruesome. And I wondered, you know, because so many people have taken such a strong stand and said, I would rather be guillotined than take this vaccine if they're going to add this little bonus. Um, So you're saying we might have to change plans and opt out of the whole guillotine guillotine thing? No, I'm just saying there might be a little torture involved before the guillotine. Mm. A ritualistic torture. It just depends how fast or how big of a hurry they're in. I mean, they're not going to be able to do this for everybody because they've got to process large amounts of people. Right, and, and you know, they may be short-staffed. I don't know if those people can show up for work in the middle of a pandemic or not, but it seems like... Oh, they're, yes, they're essential workers. Okay, all right, so they don't spread the disease. No, they're right. not super spreaders. So before that, they're talking about non-lethal things like the elimination of cash, right? Because, I mean, we know cash could have a germ on it, so it gets really dangerous. And that's supposed to be replaced by a government-issued digital currency, right? Actually, not government, but probably central bank-issued. I don't... I think if that... there, I mean, there may be that market, but 
if I was a betting woman, and I don't bet, but if I was a betting woman, mm -hmm. uh, this hydrogel and quantum dot has the capability um, to handle all your financial transactions because you're one with the quantum computer. So well, that would allow them to eliminate cash, right? Right. You don't need a laptop. You don't need cash. You don't need a cell phone. You don't need a wearable. Right. You don't need a bank. You just deal direct you, with... You're generating the power to run the system yourself, right? Yes. So if the electric grid goes down, your money is still available. Yeah, but you might not have any place <laughs> to spend it, but... Well, no, but it's good to know that you're still rich, right? I guess. And as long as you comply with everything. I think it's conditional, universal basic income, from what I understand. Um, and I guess there also, if you're not compliant, then there's things like not being able to leave your home until Except you become that compliant. That, there's two scenarios that can play out. One, that you can't leave your home that you would be laid siege to. But now there's a new thing that has been emerging over the last month to um, oust you from your home or your rental, uh, whatever you call home, mm -hmm. if you're not compliant and remove you to these centers because you are a menace to society. One of the elements of the conversation in Canada that was going on in the situation that I mentioned was forgiveness of all debts. You know, what people have been... Uh, demonstrating for the the various elements of the communist uh, people that want the revolution have been demonstrating for forgive the debts you know I mean why should anybody have debts all you have to do is declare that there aren't any and it's over and so the Canadian government was saying yeah apparently they they're willing to do that and all you have to do in exchange is agree that you give them all private property and all future right to have any private property and you just keep whatever you have. It's just not here, so it doesn't make any difference. And they would never abuse that right at all. They just own everything. Well, they almost do anyway right now. Yeah, true. It's not that much different. Um, looking down the list of, of things that were put into the objectives for that program... Um, I guess it would involve, once you lose private property, of being in a permanent, lifelong emergency state. So you don't don't have to worry about rights and freedoms because you don't have those either. And I, th I think this whole situation is based on the idea that by declaring an emergency, nobody has any rights anyway, except the ones who declare the emergency. So we're in the middle of that now. It's kind of against the idea that the American founders have that they had this word unalienable, right? That no matter what happened, even if the government went crazy or disappeared or whatever, nothing affects your rights. And they're figuring that Americans are well enough educated now that they won't have any idea about that. that they'll see nothing wrong with the picture of declaring emergencies. I think you used educated, but it's more indoctrinated. <laughs> uh, that's education right now, but... At the moment, all school is moving to online, I think, for kids, right? Everything is moving online. Yeah. So what do you see happening to all the school buildings? You know, they were wired with 5G, so you just wonder yeah. what purpose they are going to serve. That I don't was what I was wondering, yeah. 
Because yeah. if nobody's going to be in them, why would they want to do that? They could be the distributing center for the vaccine because mm-hmm. they like they want us to have continual vaccines. Um, yeah, it's not. So, and in the beginning, they said just one, and then they got all excited and said, "Wait a minute! <laughs> if we can do one, why in the world would we stop at one?" You know, and then they probably had a debate saying, "Well, yeah, I think we should do one a month." And the other one says, well, one a month, that's nothing. We should do one a week and, you know, one every 10 minutes or well, I don't know where they stopped with that. But, yeah, they're multiple vaccines. So they do at this point need to be refrigerated. So a school would work out fine for that because they have refrigeration there. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, and it could, ha- it could <clears throat> not house people, but... <clears throat> You know, it it has room for people. So instead of voting at the school, you'd get your vaccine, your 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 shot. Mm-hmm. I've also no- noticed that this is a perfect setup for the centralization of food supply as well, which means that we can get the latest GMO foods of all kinds. You know, for everybody, and the small suppliers would be eliminated. But don't forget, in this, because of this, the UN wants to sell food at one one one-thousandth of a calorie, and DARPA wants to sell food at a thousandth of a calorie. What what does that mean? That means that that's what your access to food is going to be as we get deeper into this. One one one-thousandth of a calorie is what you're going to be buying food at. You mean that's the units of purchase? Yeah, right? yeah. Like if like, you want five it might units, be five, five, five dollars for one one thousandth of a calorie. You can't. That could have even, some severe consequences if they do that. Yes, like death. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. That's basically just saying fast. Yeah. Interesting. But I guess it would save the planet, right? Because it would really lower the carbon footprint to have no food production. That's what they say. Yeah. But, you know, there were times that there was no food production and the planet survived just fine. And they had these periods of hot and cold and all these different things. But let's not learn from history and the cycles and the geologic evidence and the cosmic evidence of cycles. Let's just... Make up our own fantasy thing. Yeah. Although there, I have to say, you know, from what I've been able to tell, there's definitely man-made climate disruption going on almost every day over the world now in geoengineering. And they're still working on that. I don't know what they're accomplishing exactly, but I think droughts and unusual swings in temperature, that sort of thing, and forest fires, the, the fires they've been able to make much more intense with the explosive metal dust. Yes. Right. So obviously it's climate change. Um, I would expect that they would outlaw things like animal agriculture and self-defense would become a hate crime, things like that, in the transition period while there's still humans around. Yeah. If you go to the um, World Economic Forum, it's all vegan. There is you know, there's really going to be clamping down. I actually went to, I, on Friday, I went up to the nearest city and to get hamburger. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much ham- hamburger is um, 
is right now. At your grocery store somewhere you're talking about? Yeah, up in the in the city. No, I have no idea. Eighteen dollars a pound. Whoa. Eighteen dollars a pound. And I mean you used to be able to get the best steak for eighteen dollars a pound. That's not organic hamburger, is it's just regular old hamburger. Just regular hamburger. Wow, that's amazing. I remember that being less than a dollar actually. So that was a little while ago. I mean, like chuck steaks were like 50 cents a pound, you know. Right. And if you got them on special, 25 cents a pound. But yeah. I'm dating myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, food prices have to go way up as the supply decreases, right? And I think they're saying on the mainstream media that the virus is so terrible, it's wiping out food production. But actually, it's not actually the virus. No, it's an agenda. It's the agenda. And anybody can go see it. If you go to the World Economic Forum, um, I'm, I think it's under the public good, under platforms. If so, you go to World Economic Forum, you go to platforms, you go to public good, and mm-hmm. that's where you'll find the, the goods on the food supply and what they're, what they're doing. For the new people who don't know what a World Economic Forum is, you want to introduce them to that? So basically, that is a group of elite people that have the agenda. And um, so it's like 250 different layers deep. And why COVID was released was to disrupt and stop the world and the old world the way that we knew it and to integrate the new world order and the new system of things. And that affects everything from agriculture to manufacturing to currency to healthcare. relationships, arts and entertainment, every single thing um, that society has and sorry, I guess I'm a little bit froggy with this cold weather. Um, No, it's COVID-19. No, no, no. (laughs) I feel feel too good to have that. Yeah, but you coughed. No, it's my well, sinus is that, all mucky. I don't know why that's all That's about. okay. Sorry for the distraction. Yeah, I, I think it's good for people to know about what the World Economic Forum is. And I assume it's it's under the general umbrella of the UN, right? Um, yes, yes, yes. They, okay. they are hand in hand. So that goes with the UN Sustainable Millennial Goals or Millennial Sustainable Goals or whatever. Okay. Now in the UN... The vast majority of their huge number of employees are good people who think they're working for the benefit of the world. I've met a lot of them. And they don't realize and they can't really comprehend or don't want to that at the top, that's not exactly friendly. And they have other agendas going on. I would imagine it may be similar with the World Economic Forum. Do you think so? Um, I don't know that there's... I, I think they believe in their cause. But I feel that they're control uh, socialists, and they have a a big. They have a lot of financial uh, stake in this to depopulate and make money, uh, drain our pockets, and fill theirs uh, through this whole process. So, so, but most people, other than the top rulers kind of want to carry around a self-image that they're a good person, right? Yeah, and I would imagine the mid-level, mid-to-low-level people involved in that probably have some 
self-justification that they're doing something beneficial on some But level. we have to think back. <clears throat> I think probably Stalin, Hitler, Mao, they probably thought they were good people too. I'm sure they did. I mean, if you read what they wrote, they were only getting rid of the bad people. Not, not anybody true. was good. I think every dictator is, you know, that level of dictator has said the same thing. And if most of the people now are bad people, then it's not their fault, you know. They're just public servants. So They're but, just, no, they're just doing their job. That's right. Just exactly. doing their job. If I hear that one more time, uh, you know, now I don't even go into any store because they won't let me, but... Um, it was, I'm just doing my job. Well, exactly. that's when my family was killed by people just doing their job. Right, you know? right. So looking at the different levels of how people respond to that mentality, you've got the general public who, you know, puts on the mask or does whatever they're told. And I think they feel like they're obeying the authorities because the authorities know what's best. And they're just a regular old person, so they don't know, right? And why doesn't everybody realize you should just follow orders? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that something like that mentality in the general public. And then above that, the people who run the businesses and things that are kicking you out or preventing you from entering, they're probably thinking something similar, right? That they should, you know, be obeying the medical experts and, people like that and why are you objecting so what my burning question is mm -hmm. is this is across the board now i mean it used to be you could go to a store or here there there you know you could conduct some business it was difficult but you could mm -hmm. now it's blanket either you wear a mask so i lost my glasses in the harvest season i needed wow. another pair of glasses i called the ophthalmologist the ophthalmologist says you can't come in with i said do you, can i not wear a mask because i i get sick i'll right. die from a mask right. right and she goes no it's it's our policy now Nobody has been able to ask me because everybody has the same policy. It doesn't matter. It could be a doctor. It could be a, a any kind of business, lawnmower repair. You know, any they're all doing it. They've all got the plexiglass sheets there for a while. Yeah. They, yeah. Now the plexiglass sheets are going up again. But who is making this policy? You know, at first I thought it is the individual business making this policy. But this is to cookie cutter this yeah. is signature and this is also not fear from getting fined or being closed down this is a public part private partnership this is the very definition of fascism that the the private business and industry has mm -hmm. merged with government it is one and nobody can answer that question who is making this policy they never they just said it's our policy and then that you are not allowed to ask okay can i talk to the person that made that policy they will not let you right and how do you know they're not just afraid of being shut down what tells you that because it's too uniform it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm, like, it mm -hmm. would be different, like your neighborhood lawnmower service guy would have a different policy than mm -hmm. 
rates go, but yeah, they're all point. the same and they all treat the people the same. It's just all like talking points, government yeah. talking points. And there's a general theme of separation, like you said, not just from the policymaker, but from the boss of any organization, including right. government. You can't go see them anymore. I don't, you know, sheriffs and police and fire people, and it's too dangerous to see them in person. So one interesting thing that the viewers might want to know is that, so back in about 2006 and 2007, the politicians knew this day was coming. Mm -hmm. So you know what they installed in their offices at every capital? Panic buttons, like at the bank, like if a teller is being held up, there's a button Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. calls law enforcement. Every single uh, representative and senator has panic buttons to call law enforcement. And this was what? Almost 20 years ago. Wow. So, in other words, if a constituent or a regular human of some kind tries to come in your office in in person and endanger everybody, then they can hit the panic button and have them removed, I guess. Or even if you want to say, why did you vote for this? Or I want you to, like, I would love, I feel like going down the voter pamphlet and say, I will vote for anybody that gets rid of the mask, the testing, and the vaccination. You promise me and I want a commitment. You know, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. But if you promise me those things, mm. I'll vote for you. Right. And, um, you know. You have a real simple job on voting day if that's what you're doing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been calling politicians lately and talking to them and on all different levels from federal down to local and say, you know, are you even willing to look at what's really happening? And generally, 999 times out of a thousand, they, they say no, you know, or they won't talk to you at all. And... I've found a couple of them that will, and they're afraid of being assassinated because they're open to it. Yeah. But, you know, there's no platform that I know of for communication that is really private anymore. No. I, I, I really wonder about, you know, Edward Snowden recommended Signal and said that was the only one he knew that was private. But I would be surprised if it really is. Yeah, I, I think we just, if we're going to communicate, um, and we have to because we're human. I, right. I think even if it costs us our life, we have to communicate. I think that's true, you know, so you just say, okay, sometimes when I'm on a call, you know, and I think on video or, or audio, and I think I know we're being listened to, I talk to the people who are listening to us yes. and say, you know, you should think about what you're doing and it's not good for you to do bad things to other people intentionally. There's There are laws of nature that you didn't get taught by your bosses. And it's like, you know, you can't do anything without cause and effect applying. So if you want to have good things happen to you, the only way in the long run to do that is make sure you do them for everybody else. And cutting off their speech is not one of the ways to do it. Not that they'd necessarily care, but I feel like we have to tell the truth, you know, and just keep doing it regardless, whatever happens. But I I think one thing is if you don't have malice for anybody, you're not hating anybody at all. It's harder on a 
energy level for them to click into targeting you because you don't hate them. No, but they they are um, a different attitude. I think that these people are not becoming less human by the day. Yeah. Uh, I it, it doesn't kindness or no malice doesn't even touch them. It, it is the most peculiar thing. I wish you could see the mountains right now. I've got yeah, these snowy mountains like? and there I've got the alpine glow right now of the sunset. Wow, oh, it must be it's beautiful. Just, it's beautiful. If any it, if anybody of any type could notice the beauty of nature, I think that would be the end of all the conflict. You have to not see stuff like that to stay on the dark side of things. And speaking of which, I've got a new book that's coming out. Wow, I'd like to hear about that. It's homestead cooking, and I've um, you know my passion is organic gardening. Yes, and I love to cook, and I do everything from scratch, and I grow all the ingredients myself. And so I had a lot of requests, and I of course give classes at celestialreport.com. Um, you can join me over there, but okay. it's homestead cooking. It's going to be out. Um, in uh, it should be live in a few days on Amazon okay. and also at shepherdsheart.life I'll be putting it up there too so are there hard copies paper copies in uh, addition yes, to like both um, hard copy well it's paperback and yeah. also um, ebook too ebook yeah okay and Amazon's still letting you be up there oh, that's great well so far I haven't done anything you know Electromagnetic radiation protection solutions isn't too threatening. Right, and right. Um, Seven Thunders Revealed isn't too threatening. And, and cooking food is not too terrible. Well, until it becomes politically incorrect to eat. So. Right, 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 right. Not following proper GMO procedures and things like that. Yeah. So what are you doing for classes now? What are you teaching? So my next uh, class is going to be November 11th, and I'm going to teach soap making from scratch, the okay. method. And I thought about doing goat milk soap, but I think I'm going to just do Castile. And why would I do that? Because Castile, you only need lye, oil, and water. And okay. in the days to come, you may not have access to goat milk. So, right, right. and there's also some other ingredients like coconut oil, jojoba oil, palm oil in these other soaps. They're more luxury bars. But mm -hmm. in the days that we're going into, we may only have the basics. And um, you can make, if you get two of those big gallon things at Costco of oil, um, you can make about 50 bars of soap, and you can uh, put a, aroma in, essential oils. You can color them if you like. Um, right. But it's a very simple, it's very silky suds, um, very nice. What and kind so, of oil do you use for that? Olive oil. Okay, okay. Wow, it sounds beautiful. So. Yeah. What's on your site these days? What are the things that people can look for there? So right now I'm doing this uh, series on color, the restructuring of color. Color has actually been restructured. and the what, threat did, what does that mean, color has uh, been restructured? So in nature, we see color and it's 
we think it's pretty straightforward. But if you ever look like at a rainbow and you look at it at one angle and you see different colors than at the other angle or feathers or butterfly wings or hummingbirds, you know, you know, if they turn one way, they look one color. If they turn another way, they look another. So basically the using biomimicry the people the nefarious dark people have mm-hmm. been uh, busy restructuring color for purposes of camouflage and also the hydrogel and quantum dot are restructuring and in today's article at shepherdsheart.life i put in about um the hydrogel in contact lenses and the different things that they how they are restructuring the color and and how dangerous it is and what they're doing to our bodies in making us not human. They're basically retooling and rewiring our bodies to change us from a biological human to a robotic synthetic entity is what they're in the process of doing. So that's what I'm doing. It's a series. It's probably going to be about six parts, and today mm-hmm. was part two. So okay. these are articles that will be in sequence, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have the first two up, and um, the next I, I'll probably take tomorrow off and then uh, get started again on it next week. And then um, I'm also going to be doing some videos on it because some people get their news from reading Mm -hmm. articles and other people get it from videos. So I will be doing some videos on it. Okay. And what happens in your private group? What's going on there these days? So we have a community that will be starting back up and we have uh, Q&As. And like I said, there's the classes and I do flash classes. I have been doing, I just took a master business class. And so they got us into really doing a lot of updates and giving people behind the scenes. So I, like this morning I showed, I took my camera out and showed the chicken coop and I make spaghetti for my chickens during the cold weather uh, because they they think of it like a worm and they go after <laughs> like it's a bunch of worms. Right. And it's really kind of fun. And uh, people don't, I mean, I take it for granted because I see the chickens every day, but not everybody gets to see those chickens yeah. every day. I was completely, I thought I was relatively aware of what's going on, and I had no idea that chickens like spaghetti. That's oh, they incredible. think of it like a worm. They just, they'll go <laughs> nuts over it. They just, and they make their happy noises, you know, like people have happy noises. I know. I've been around chickens. And chickens do too. Yeah. Wow. So, how, what's the format of meeting in your private club? You said it's coming back. Is it, is it on hold right now? Or are you? So I took us took a couple of weeks off while I finished up my class, and also the platform changed. We changed from Patreon, and uh, there was a lot of censorship there. Oh, um, okay. And I just found out that Patreon uh, is a is ousting anybody that is not pro. Pedophilia. Really? So that maybe now most people think Patreon is just a system where people can donate to your your operation. No, they have an agenda. Black Lives Matter. That's what we primarily noticed is that because we were not black creators, 
I was not a black creator. I was a second-class citizen. I couldn't even get technical support. It took three months for me to get a notification that a patron had left a message. Mm. And, and my articles would disappear. Uh, a patron would be like writing a comment and it would just disappear right in front of their mm-hmm. eyes. And they blame me for censorship. Wow. And it was like, come on, I'm not censoring. So uh, this is advanced AI of some kind, right? Yeah, yeah. And then today I found out that they have a pro-pedophile uh, agenda. So they are ousting anybody that doesn't agree with that. So you're on a totally different system now. Yeah, so I'm on a, a new system. So my videos are at celestialreport.com. Okay. And my articles are at shepherdsheart.life. Celestialreport.com and shepherdsheart.life. Okay. And when are, you, are you about to start up your meetings again, your private meetings? Yes, in a week. And also I'm going to have monthly webinars and I'm going to start offering some premier services and an inner circle for people that want to be mentored in specific areas. Um, and so I, I have to develop those two things over the next month. Okay. And, and then um, and then I'm going to open it up and, and see how it goes. Yeah, that would be great. And where, where do people find out about those when they're ready? So I'll be making announcements on YouTube and also at Celestial Report. You can also always contact me at Celeste at CelestialReport.com. And I can answer any questions. If you want to be on the list, uh, you can. I think you can go to Celestial Report and it'll have um, uh, something that you can sign up to be on the list Mm -hmm. for notifications. And then I do send out notifications, teachings, and I've been, because it was harvest season, I was really bad with communicating with folks. But now that the season's over now, I'm going to be chit-chatty and um, lots to talk about and encouraging and inspiring. Um, I think I will cover the news, but I think most of all, most of us need encouraging and inspiring these days. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to get really important. And during the winter, it's easier for you to take time for communications and stuff too anyway, right? Yes, because like the two months from August till now, mm-hmm. well, goodness. <laughs> yeah, harvest. Yeah, And harvest. you're the whole crew. I'm the whole crew. Mississippi doesn't help much. Right, so, yeah. exactly. Okay, I'm just think, trying to think of anything we missed because I, th- I think the last point that you brought up is the most important. With all this unusual uh, stuff happening, people need positive energy and uplifting encouragement, things like that. So they can get in touch with you personally through the email and they can go to celestialreport.com and participate as soon as that's open again for the meetings, hopefully within a week or so. Oh, it's uh, the first get back together is uh, Q&A is going to be on the second. Okay. It's either the second, whatever the first Tuesday of November is. Okay, so about 10 days or so. Yeah, and and also if any of the viewers are do Facebook, mm-hmm. I post videos, uh, encouraging things, inspiring things. I do an image for the soul. I'm, I show little like cooking stuff. Um, 
walks with the dog, what's happening in the garden, that oh, type great, of thing. Great, great. So, so, they, can, so they can check me out at Celeste Bishop. Uh, that was my old name, but right. you can't change on Facebook. So it's Celeste Bishop mm-hmm. at Facebook, and then you can see what I'm up to. and. That would be great, kind of share the farm with you a little bit. Yeah, and my kitchen. People like to see my behind the scenes. I show you my studio, yeah. my war room, you know, that type of thing. You All the sn- chaos. You have snow on the ground already or not? Yeah, I got two feet last night and I already Whoa. had snow on the ground. So what? I've already. What elevation are you at? Rocks are buried. I, I would like to see. What elevation is your place at? 4,000. 4,000 and up north. So. Yeah. And you said it was going to be below zero tonight where you are? Minus 10. Wow, that's really cold. Yeah. I mean, if, so, it's, if it's windy and below zero, that can be dangerous to walk around in. Well, I'm not going to be out there at night. I can assure yeah, you. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. And you, you have crops growing during the winter inside under lights, right? Yes, yes. But that's not so much work to take care of. No. Okay, well... Hope everybody's going to get ready to join your first uh, get together. That should be great. And um, I think you hit on a balance that's really important to stay aware of what's going on for just, you know, sound strategic responses and knowing not to get blindsided by things. But beyond that, keep your emotional connection and anything that's uplifting and beautiful and inspiring and live in that no matter what's going on. Absolutely, and we can do it. And touch out, touch somebody's life. We've got to fight for this. Is a war against humanity, and mm-hmm. we need to keep our humanity. Do something kind. Reach out. Call somebody. Make a meal for somebody. Send a card to somebody. Right. Uh, reach out beyond yourself. Yeah. It's really important. And if internally you're living in that good energy, that has a tendency to affect physical things too. Yes, it's and really it's contagious. It's the yeah. good type of contagion. Exactly, and there's no cure for it. And you... that's good. Right. But one more question. Where did you end up getting your glasses? Because apparently I, have, got I haven't got I haven't got them yet. You're just I'm using just, some old ones now. I'm just ordering some on the, just ordering over the phone. <laughs> right, right, the generic type. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was great, you know, be fun to do some more soon and keep everybody in good spirits no matter what happens. And if we do that long enough, things will turn around. Yes, absolutely. I believe at the end of this, I think we're in for some really hard times. But at the end of that, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, longer term future is guaranteed. Yes. Okay, we'll stay warm enough tonight. Okay. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. See ya. Okay, you guys, that was Celeste Solem and um, great asset to humanity, I think, right now and helping to keep that delicate balance of awareness of what's going on in the world, but internally not living in it. I mean, I, I don't mean ignoring it at all because you want to be aware of what's going on so that when you have to make decisions, they're with awareness of, of what is a good idea and what's dangerous and, you know, how to negotiate through the times that are developing right now. But aside from that awareness, that strategic having your eyes open, 
where you live emotionally is really critical. And I know from a, a health point of view, your optimism or pessimism and it's emotional that matters, not the words. That is really critical for what happens to your physical body. And it's a very useful thing to keep your physical body in good shape. One of the strongest ways to do that that doesn't cost any money at all is keep your emotional attention focused on what makes you feel happy and uplifted. And I, it took me a long time to understand that. I was really dense and slow like I've been with a lot of things, but it's very true. And your cells are alive and they pay attention to you, the person living inside the body. And when you keep your emotional focus on something that makes you feel good, your whole physical, your immune system is better. Your whole physical body functions better. You have more energy, stronger, you sleep better. Everything is good. And then you combine that with some uh, intelligent physical protocols to you know, keep yourself in as good shape as you can, exercise, sleep, and sunlight, and all the usual stuff. Then we're more useful to everybody else. So take care of yourself you know, as top priority as much as you can under the circumstances, and then it gets shared in whatever it is you're doing. So remember to uh, look at the sites, shepherdsheart.life and uh, celestialreport.com, and uh, you can sign up for Celeste's private meetings and communicate with her by email. Um, these resources are really good to know about. She's got a lot of great information. So thanks for being with us, and um, appreciate those of you that are having the assets to support um, Lost Arts Radio and keep us on the air for as long as we can. Donate buttons at lostartsradio.com and at lostartsresearchinstitute.org. Also at subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. And um, stay in touch with us. You can reach me at richard at lostartsradio.com. Guest suggestions, any kind of comments or feedback or anything like that, I read all of them. And uh, what else? What did I forget to tell you? Half an hour from now, we have, or actually a couple minutes less than half an hour, we have our meeting of planetaryhealingclub.com. And that's where I interactive, we meet live half an hour after the Lost Arts Radio live show every week. And we talk about all these things in greater depth, uh, things that you can actually do and use yourself to regain and maintain your physical health in different situations and uh, consciousness tools to make it much easier to do that, uh, relevance of things that are happening in the world, whatever you want to talk about. And uh, that's at planetaryhealingclub.com if you want access, just for people that really want to start getting to the deeper levels of all these things. And, and we're there live every week, in case that interests you. Um, so thank you. I really appreciate your participation. And I still consider you to be the key for the turning point that Celeste talks about. If we stay in a good space internally, whatever we have to do on the outside, and we do that and don't waver, it's us that have to turn this around. And I think it's you. So you have this massive power. That It's probably the main message of the show um, is that you're not the helpless, you know, limited being that the media tells you you are every day having to rely on experts to run your life and all that stuff just bring back common sense get back in touch with it get back in touch with who you are get your health back learn the real health information to do that that's suppressed in the media now and um, 
see what your potential is. It's pretty exciting when you start doing that. So thanks for joining us. Come to the Planetary Healing Club if you want to. And otherwise, remember tomorrow night we have a show every Sunday, and that's educational, inspiring guests. And um, tomorrow's going to be incredible too, so I hope you're there. And uh, take care of yourself. I think that's about the bottom line. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind, and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash lostartsradio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself 
and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.